Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast book review series. I'm Brian Moran, and today I want to welcome Steve Woodruff to our show. Steve is an entrepreneur, consultant, speaker, and the author of Clarity Wins, Get Heard, Get Referred, which we're going to discuss on our show today. Steve is also a good friend of mine, and I want to welcome him to the Small Business Edge podcast. Brian, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be invited. Oh, Steve, you know what? What I love about this is knowing you as well as I do, it's kind of funny that we're here today doing an official Small Business Edge podcast because you and I have had some of the most meaningful discussions about life and business and what it all means over uh, eggs and toast and potatoes at the Oakland Diner. Well, we've, we go back a number of years. Uh, we were introduced uh, first by uh, Carrie Wilkerson, uh, but she's in Texas, and both of us at that time were in New Jersey. And uh, then we started meeting together for these brainstorming breakfasts, and I just I remember those mornings fondly. We went through so many different ideas and, and refining of business models together. It was fabulous, and, and now I'm in Tennessee, so I miss those times. You know what? So do I. So whenever you're back in New Jersey, the next breakfast is on me at the Oakland Diner. Love it. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. And and before I get into the book, I do want to point out, because I talk about this uh, every now and then, about being in the weeds of your business versus being in the clouds of your business. You know, when you're in the weeds of your business, you see three to five feet in front of you, and it's all about execution. If you've done your homework, you know where you're going and how you're going to get there. But those sessions that we used to have, and they, they were probably every four to six weeks, um, they, that really brought us up to the clouds of our business. You know, we looked at where we were, where we were, you know, where we had been, and more importantly, where we were going. And I really uh, appreciated those those conversations that you and I had because it gave me the view of the big picture of everything. Yeah, it's very important. I think most people, especially entrepreneurs and business owners, just don't take enough time to step back and look at the big picture. We do get immersed in the day-to-day, and unfortunately, what happens is we start to lose focus, and that's why it's so important to be able to take the time to step away from our work and gain or regain uh, focus because it could be that there's a, a pivot of direction that we really need to make, but once once we're in the weeds, we don't see it. That's so true. I mean, that's you and I think so much alike there. I remember I had, used to have this screensaver for years, and it said the only reason for failure is broken focus. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it really, you know, that, that hits home. All right, so let's talk to you about your book, which I'm actually holding in my hands, and I am thrilled to say that I'm mentioned in your book, which I appreciate very much, Uh, but it's called Clarity Wins, Get Heard, Get Referred. The first question I have uh, that I'm sure, you know, people who pick the book up and look at it are going to ask, and it's a beautiful book, by the way, but it's Why Clarity? Well, the simple reason for that is that we are surrounded, we are inundated by an incredible amount of noise and stimulation. 
we are competing with screens. We are competing with handheld devices. We are competing with advertising. Uh, there is a tsunami of other information, other sensory stimulation. And the problem is that unless we are incredibly clear and concise, we cannot break through that noise. And I think this is one of the biggest challenges, if not the biggest challenge for any business today. How do we rise above that noise? Boy, that's, that's, you're so dead on. Well, of course you are. I know you. <laughs> so, but you're absolutely 100% correct. And, and that is so important for business owners who have a finite amount of resources and time. How do they not waste their time? And, and what I'd like to do is, is get into the book now. So the book is broken into four parts. So what I'd like to do is discuss each part separately. Um, okay. Good. Sounds great. All right. So the first part is your greatest business challenge. And you go into talking about your enemy, know your enemy, face your enemy, tell your story and speak human. So it, it sounds like we're setting this, you know, the, the scenario for a, uh, like a real uh, sci-fi th- movie thriller, <laughs> right? So, so tell me about the first part, your greatest business challenge. Well, in fact, the point I'm making in the first part is that when we're in business and we think about who or what we're competing against, we typically are thinking about we're competing against this company or that product or that brand. Uh, but the fact is that's not really our main competition. Our main competition is everything else that has the attention of our audience. Mm. So that's the noise. That's all the other stimulation. And by and large, it's really not a competitive company. It's iPhones. It's it's uh, distractions. It's It's marketing. It's all this other stuff. So we can't really win in business if we're fighting the wrong enemy. If we're spending all of our time – going up against these competitive companies, but we're not really rising above the noise or or getting into the minds of people, it doesn't matter if we're better or it doesn't matter if our our message is even better. If it doesn't get through, we're not winning. I often think about that when I'm meeting with people in person. You know, like I ask myself, what what do they have going on in their lives right now? You know, because you you find out – when you do find out about people, you know, kind of they, they let you in under the hood. Sometimes it's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes they're dealing with a, a, you know, an illness in their family or they have some financial woes or they're, you know, their kids are flunking in school. And what's interesting and, and maybe I'm going off on a tangent here, but I try and put myself in that person's position and I say, how, how can I, how can I connect with this person at this moment in time in a way that respects everything that's going on in their life? Well, I think that's a very important perspective. And there's a certain amount of uh, empathy there of just understanding individuals. And, and there's a certain amount of simply understanding human nature. And here's, here's the part about it that is, uh, is it's kind of a uh, tough love truth. Uh, and that is that compared to a lot of these bigger picture issues in anybody's life, their family and their their own personal issues, you know, you and I are 
kind of small potatoes. We're not really all <laughs> that important. And that person does not have uh, an unlimited amount of brain bandwidth and memory for my stuff. Mm-hmm. So the important thing to remember is if I can make one point that's important and if I can get one message across, that's all I can realistically hope for. I shouldn't approach somebody thinking that they're going to be expending a bunch of brain cells trying to either figure me out or remember a whole bunch of stuff. It's my job to make myself clear because the human brain is not interested in my 20 bullet points. It's interested in learning something real fast that's relevant, that's memorable. And that's the big challenge we have. And that's going to help them achieve their goals. I always say, you know, you have to think about instead of, you know, here's a great product, here's a great service. It's, you know, how, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish in your business and how can I help you? So Correct. can my products or services help you? You know, you talk a little bit about you know, telling your story and speaking human. Tell, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, uh, what you just mentioned uh, on the relevance front is that uh, we have to realize that everybody's tuned to one radio station, and that's WIIFM, what's in it for me. So (laughs) unless we communicate to somebody in a way that interests them, they're going to tune out. Uh, And that's uh, that's really the key to being interesting and being effective in the way we communicate is that whatever we say – we have to realize that it has to matter to this person or to somebody this person knows. Um, And then the most effective ways to get that across are to use uh, very straightforward uh, verbal and mental tools. And one of those is stories. So if somebody – if I met somebody at a a networking meeting and they said, Steve, what do you do? And I say, uh, well, they, they call me the king of clarity. And uh, I help people make their message really clear, really concise, so that they can succeed in the two moments of truth. And then I just am quiet. And then that provokes interest. Okay, yeah, well, sure. what are the two moments of truth? Yeah, yeah. So the first moment of truth is this moment right now where we're communicating. And I have to tell you in a really short compass, memorable exactly what I do, who I do it for, and why it's important. The second moment of truth is when you speak to somebody two days later and they say, you know what, I've lost my focus and I don't know how to compete and my message stinks. And you go, oh, I know who you need. You need the king of clarity. <laughs> and then tell us. Then I tell you a story. For instance, okay, so I'll tell you one right now. Uh, I was up uh, not far from you Monday and Tuesday up in Westchester with a small training company, and we had a, a all day. Actually, it was two half day clarity session uh, where these three principals of the company they had a lot of good stuff. They'd been in business a while, but how were they going to differentiate in, in a crowded marketplace? Uh, and so we went through the clarity process, which you're familiar with, of really brainstorming and and looking at what are the strengths, what are the uniquenesses, what's the the best niche for them. And uh, we concluded, uh, interestingly, that their most important message had nothing to do with the specific deliverables or the specific, uh, you know, we we create this type of training or this type of training or this type of thing or or all the, the typical bullet points. Their most important deliverable was that they got deep in with their clients and they 
really know that client better than they know themselves so that they can custom craft things that are filling gaps and holes that nobody even thought of. Uh, And it was uh, an interesting angle, but it makes them different than a lot of the other more transactional training providers. So once we did that, and then once we identified the types of clients that work with them best, which are in mid-sized companies, non-bureaucratic, growing, and the the key commercial person is very partner-oriented, now all of a sudden it made it clear who they should be pursuing and which opportunities they shouldn't be pursuing because those weren't good customers for them. Wow. That's so I mean that's really interesting. So, you know, there are there are probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of business owners out there today who are pursuing the wrong potential customers with the wrong messages. That's correct, and it's one of the greatest uh, lost opportunities. That when I think about opportunity, uh, I think about the fact that you know if you if you've got anything worthwhile. You should be succeeding, but we lose opportunities when we can't articulate the right people that we're going after, when we can't equip our customers, our fellow employees, or our friends who to refer us to, and then we just start grabbing at stuff, and Mm -hmm. that's what brings a business down is instead of doing their ideal work, their differentiating work, they're just doing stuff. Mm. And that's a great segue into the second part of your book, which is it's dedicated to creating clarity. You, you talk about focusing on your niche, um, the five elements of clarity. What I love this. What's your superpower? And then finding your bullseye customer. So let's let's talk a little bit about this uh, section of the book. Clarity wins. Get heard. Get referred. Um, why, don't, why don't we start with um, talking about creating clarity and focusing on your niche? Uh, one of the points of the book, and I, I try to turn around something that, that is an expression everybody seems to intuitively dislike, which is the uh, idea of being pigeonholed. And I don't know how many times I've heard people say, I don't want to be pigeonholed. We might lose an opportunity. And one of the points I make in the book is you can't avoid being pigeonholed. You will be pigeonholed. Everybody pigeonholes everybody else, which means we store information about people or company or brands in our brain. We hashtag it. We have metadata in our in our heads about what that person or brand means or is or what we think it is. And so we actually place everything in pigeonholes. Okay. So now if I'm a business and I'm or I have a service, I'm going to occupy a pigeonhole in your brain. Do I let you randomly choose the place to put me or do I give you the right information so that you store me in the right place so that when it's time to refer me, you know who to refer me to? So let's let's use an example. Well, let's use you. Okay. You're, a, you're a business consultant. Right. So what if I met you and, I, and you just said, I'm Brian Moran and I'm a business consultant. I said, great. And then uh, I meet somebody that's high up in uh, IBM. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going after this particular segment. And, and you didn't really uh, explain to me your role as a small business consultant and the way that large companies can work with small businesses in specific ways. If I didn't know that, I could send you 25 referrals that are all misaimed. 
because mm-hmm. I didn't know the specifics of what you do. Right. Uh, or if you say I have a podcast, I'd say, great, let me send you a, a country music singer and, uh, you know, some guy that's driving a snowplow because they are human beings with voices. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> what kind of guests do you want? Right. And this is where so many businesses fail, Brian, and individuals mm-hmm. is we just simply don't provide people with the key information that says here is good business here is my niche. Here's exactly what I do and where I do it and who I do it for. And those, in fact, are the, the five elements of clarity that you referred to. Um, uh, I did extensive R&D on the five elements of clarity. Uh, and as you know, R&D stands for ripoff and duplication. So uh, you know something of journalism. So you know, yes. you know the common yes. questions of journalism, the what, the who, yes. the why, the how. Who, when, who, what, where, when, why, and how. The five exactly. W's and an H. That's correct. Well, when it comes to a business direction, strategy, and message, the, I used five of those elements. The what is a precise description of exactly what is the service or product that you are providing. Mm -hmm. The for whom is a precise description of your target customer or what I call your bullseye customer so that you are aiming at the right type of customer, not just some generic like marketing departments somewhere. Uh, And then there is the why, which is what's the business pain or need or aspiration that you are fixing. And then the how, which brings up that word you use, the superpower. What's the specific thing that you have that makes you uniquely suited to help there? And then the where is both a a physical and a non-physical version. The where uh, could be that somebody is regional or local or national or global or virtual. That's all important in knowing where your niche is. And then the where also has to do with vertical marketplaces. So do you just work in healthcare or do you work in information tech? It turns out – Brian, if you define those five elements, you have a clear roadmap of exactly where you're going, what your business is, and how to tell other people where you go, what your pigeonhole is. Got it. So it's funny. When I heard you say superpower, you know, the 20th century term for that was unique selling proposition, right? What's your USP? And I hated that. I I never really liked that term. I love superpower. So what is your superpower? Now, it it really does start to make sense for businesses now. People listening to this podcast is that you have to do your homework. You know, they say that, that, uh, you know, 90% of successful selling and success in life is preparation and 10% is presentation. And people try and skim on that preparation. You know, that's the, that's like the, if you ever hung, if you've ever hung wallpaper, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You're taking it down and prepping it and all of that. And that's hard. And that's, you know, you got to make sure the surface is just right. And then hanging it, you know, that's where you get all the glory because it it looks great in the end, but that's the last 10% of it. Right. But, but what you're really talking about is taking the time to do something right so that you know, with business owners, especially with limited resources and, you know, finite amount of time, if you want to be successful, don't rush into something. Don't rush into the tactics 
of your business. Spend the time on the strategy. So well, as you talk about, right? The, the- in many ways, it's, it's like let's just say you wanted to uh, go to a diner in my former town of uh, Boonton, not far from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And you just had this sort of general idea that, that Boonton was south of you, and so you just started driving. Right. Just drove. And instead of actually looking at a map and then programming your GPS and then and coming up with the most efficient pathway, you just started to say, well, I'll just start and I'll figure it out. Well, that's not a good use of your time. And clarity is exactly that, taking your business and saying, let's get a a real good focus, let's get a direction, let's program our GPS so that whatever we do, we're doing it with the right aim for the right people, for the right reasons, and we're gaining the right opportunities. So the opportunity cost of not doing that introspective who we really are work is absolutely incalculable. Uh, spinning of wheels, going in all kinds of directions, chasing the wrong business. Uh, I don't even like to think about how much money is being thrown out the window because of a lack of clarity. Mm. You're, you're dead on, uh, obviously. So let me just say, the book is called Clarity Wins. Get heard, get referred. We're halfway through it. And if I haven't convinced you already to pick up this book and, and, you know, start reading it so you can add clarity to your business, do so now. And, and we can get the book on Amazon. That's where I got mine, right? Yeah, it's published through Amazon. And I've actually made a short link to make it easy, which is just claritywins.org, which leads directly to the Amazon page. So that's, that's all anybody has to remember is claritywins.org and, and they'll be able to order it and get it either uh, e-version or a paperback version. Okay. Fantastic. Um, all right, let's let's get – so we're halfway through the book and I'm feeling pretty good about myself because I have read it and I've applied some of your principles to my own business, Steve. And, you know, I, I, we're, we're launching a new company, which you know, called Small Business Edge, which is going to be a global community platform. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited about the platform itself and everybody who's involved and – uh, you and I have talked about it, and I'm hoping you're going to be involved uh, as an expert so you can share your knowledge with business owners all around the world. Um, but there is a daily battle inside my brain about the direction that I'm taking this company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I apply your elements to everything that I do, and that really does help me because this is an uncharted territory for me. Uh, I mean, I've, I, this is, you know, my fourth company that I've started basically. And, um, and yet still it's a whole, it's like a brand new world, new opportunities, new people, new customers. And, and, you know, without having that sort of GPS plan about where I want to be and how I'm going to get there, I'd, I'd wind up down in Cape May trying to, <laughs> trying to get to Bootin. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And in fact, I have to apply it to myself all the time. So this book and the, the work that went into it has created a whole fresh set of new opportunities for me. And, and in right. fact, there's a whole branch of clarity consulting that's grown out of this book as far as internal workshops that aren't, don't have to do with marketing, don't have to do with branding even, but have to do with just clear communication and collaboration within a corporation. And I've been feeling, frankly, a, a bit overwhelmed the last few weeks, sorting, trying to sort through all these different things and say, what, what am I going to 
put as the highest priority. Uh, so it's something we all have to go through. Mm. And you know who has to go through it more than others are successful people and successful companies. Right. Because if, if you're not, if you're not a successful company, there, it's pretty clear your path, right? There are not a lot of people clamoring for your time or your business opportunities or creating partnerships. It's when you're successful that things start to get, the water starts to get muddied. Right. And, yep. and people are saying, Hey, why don't we do this partnership over here? Or why don't you enter this market? And it's that it's at that point, you have to go back to your GPS plan to say, is this going to get me closer to my goal? Because if it is, I'll do it. If it doesn't, I won't. But if I do say yes to this, it means I need to then say no to something else. And that, what you've just said, is one of the most wonderfully liberating parts of clarity is clarity lets you know what to say no to. Because what you're doing when you arrive at clarity is you're saying yes to very specific things. And now all of a sudden, you can breathe easy, step back and say, oh, that's why I shouldn't do this or that. Very practical application of this just this week with the, the group I was with, uh, the training company. They have, uh, as many companies have in the past, uh, wasted time and effort chasing RFP opportunities where some pharma companies put out a request for proposal. They're one of X number of, of companies to be considered. And as we talked about their ideal client, their ideal relationship, their ideal engagement, they suddenly came to the conclusion that, you know what, we, we don't, we, we're not going to waste our time with that. Those aren't, yeah. those transactional relationships are not the way we work. And that has liberated them. Just that one insight has liberated them to focus their efforts and say no to things that were not good for them. Yes. And, and, that is another great segue into the third part of your book, which is um, referral networking. Mm. No, it says, I love this, be referral worthy. <laughs> so I want you to explain that. Be a connection agent and cultivate your advocates. So let's talk about referral networking. So I use two terms in there, referral worthy and referral ready. And referral worthy has to do with the fact that you're competent, you're ethical, you do something that's worthwhile. If you're not referral worthy, then you've got a lot bigger problems than, than getting clarity. <laughs> you've got, yeah, yeah. you really need to, to go do something else. Um, and so there, there are many, many books about how you can be a better person or a better business person. So I, I kind of skimmed that. But I mention it because nobody's going to be your advocate. Nobody's going to refer you. Nobody's going to really help you build your business if you're a jerk. So you, you have to be referral worthy. Being referral ready, though, means that you've put together uh, five elements of clarity and some little verbal shorthands and some, you know, some very uh, stark imagery that's memorable so that I'm handing you, my friend Brian, the specific words and concepts and word pictures that will reside in your mind so that whenever you stumble across somebody with a clarity need, you'll think of me. Right. And this is something that, you know, everybody knows that referrals are the best way to get business. We all know that. Absolutely. And, and yet, how much time do we spend in, in trying to figure out how are we going to activate referrals versus advertising, marketing, social media, and all this stuff, websites, and none of which are bad, but 
but referrals are the best business. So we should be investing our time and effort into being referral ready above all things. And then we can work on all the other ways of promoting ourselves. The the probably the one of the single best things I do, and I learned this many, many years ago because somebody did it for me. Somebody wanted to refer business to me. And and sometimes we refer people who can help you and we refer people who you can help. Mm-hmm. Right? So there are a couple of different referrals that we're talking about. But if I ever am going to introduce somebody to somebody else, the first thing I do before I do anything else is I ask that person, is it okay if I refer somebody to you? Mm-hmm. And here's why. What I what I hate more than anything is I'm, I'm neck deep in, you know, my business and I'm, you know, just, you know, trying to get through the weeds. I'm like, where the hell is that lawnmower? <laughs> and, uh, and, and somebody introduces me blindly to somebody else and I immediately look at it and it's them wanting me to, you know, it's, a, it's borderline wild goose chase. Mm-hmm. And now I respect the person who made the referral. But I have zero interest in this opportunity. Right. And they're just blindly saying, oh, yeah, I think Brian does that and, and, and they'll refer me. And I'll have to politely say, you know, this is great and maybe we can talk later this year. But right now I'm neck deep in my own business. Right. So, you know, that's that's just, you know, my, my piece of the referral networking is that if you're going to refer somebody to somebody else, more times than not, you should check with the person and ask if it's okay. Yeah, somebody did that just, just this past week with me, and I really appreciated that. I, I usually have had people just refer me sort of blindly to people, and by and large, a lot of those turn out to be great contacts. But this person said, you know, here's this individual, here's their name, and uh, I think you two would get along well, but w- would you mind if I contact you? And I thought, that's, that's a really good way to do it. It's tremendous respect for your time and um, you you as a business professional. So yeah. that's my, that's my one tip on on section three, which I like and and I agree wholeheartedly about you know cultivating your advocates and and always seeing what you can do for other people. That's one other little like pet peeve of mine. People ask me, so what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. And and I get it, and that's being nice and and whatnot. You know what I, I'd rather hear? Hey. Tell me what you're working on. Mm. I'm working on this, this, and this. Okay. I think I can help you with this piece of your business if you would like me to. Right. That that to me – because you know what? If you ask me how can I help you, now you're, you're making me think. And yes. I hate thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and it's just – it's like when somebody says, how are you doing? Yeah. It's like, do you want to know how I'm doing or is that just – you know who taught me that actually? Richard Worman. And we had this on a previous podcast. You should listen to see. He blessed me. I said, you know, I want to welcome my very good friend Richard Worman and whatever. And he said, that's such a throwaway statement, Brian. And he goes <laughs> on for five minutes and he lambastes me for giving him a crappy introduction. I'm like, Richard, I'm sorry. and But he's 100% right. You know, he said, tell people about a personal story about you and I, you know, that that shows that we know each other and we've talked before, et cetera, et cetera. And that's actually why we have in the Oakland Diner for this this conversation. I mean, I learned my lesson from him. And now the whole world knows that I got chastised by the founder of TED. So well, I'll, tell um, you, I'll tell you one of the most important uh, parts of the book, and it's kind of buried in there, but but uh, 
for me, the key to networking, to building a great network, to to finding those specific opportunities for for referrals and also to building ad- advocacy, the emotional bond between people, is learning to ask people for their stories, like mm-hmm. what you just said. Tell me what you're working on right now. Uh, and I find that many times it's in those deeper conversations where you're kind of uh, digging in a little bit on, on – you're not just asking a superficial question, but you're really figuring stuff out. That's when new things come to mind. People – oh, man, I, you need to talk to this person. Oh, you're doing that? Oh, you know who's also doing that is this person. So by doing what I call story asking is the best way to build bonds with people and to open up new doors that neither of you perhaps even anticipated. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. And that's just being mindful and present in the moment. Mm -hmm. So me and you talking right now, this is the only thing that matters right now at this very moment. And, And so that you know, I'm listening to you and I know you're listening to me and so that we can have a deeper conversation and not just a throwaway, you know, 20, 30 minute talk. Right. Yeah. All right. We are now in the home stretch, Steve. So let's get to part four of Clarity Wins, Get Heard, Get Referred. And this is the kind of the climax of the book. So you have, uh, and, and let me give the build up. So, so part one is your greatest business challenge. We're setting the scene, right? Part two, we're starting to create clarity. We're focusing on your niche, the five elements of clarity, your superpower, right? Part three, we're getting into referral networking and cultivating advocates and being referral ready. And now we're ready for the big finish. And it is the reader, you ask the reader to design their future. Right, you, you talk about dominating your niches, visualizing opportunities, and then gaining and maintaining focus. Right. So let's bring it home. So one of the things that that I try to strive for when I work with individuals and companies on on their clarity, on their market positioning and messaging is, let's see if there's a way we can put you in a unique spot. Uh, we tend to think about pre-existing categories and pre-existing positions that other companies or other people have had. And what that does is that puts us at a level of competing with others, potentially being a commodity, instead of trying to see if there's a very unique place we can occupy. So I was working with one uh, training consultant who has a, a large um, – background in doing doing pharma training and he's he's hung out his own shingle became a consultant and i've seen a a lot of different training consultants and they all sound the same look the same and that's the problem so we we he read the book and we worked on his clarity and we decided to position him as uh not being a weakness that he's on his own but being the most wonderful strength because you're never going to have to work with somebody that's junior, somebody that's subordinate, somebody that doesn't know anything. You're always going to be working with what he calls himself the chief doer. And so we built his positioning and his messaging around that expertise and around that unique relationship that he has. And in a very short period of time, just a couple of months, he's managed to so uh, dominate, create 
a niche and dominate this little niche and create this little buzz that he's better differentiated than almost all the other companies that have been in that industry for 10 or 20 years. It's been fantastic. So it is possible to – you've got to be able to think outside of other categories and say, you know, where's the blue ocean? Where's the green field? Where's the, where's a place that, that can be mine where I or we – can be the go-to, and this is one of the things I love doing with uh, individuals and companies is bringing uh, the strengths to the surface and then say, now let's think different. Let's not think about how you stack up against A, B, and C. Let's create X, and now X is yours. I, I can see it. Like as if it's right in front of me, you know. I'm I'm a business owner, and I'm you know in a in a crowded marketplace, and and I'm vying for people's attention, and the noise level is really high, and it's almost like a a commercial, right? You know, it's it's I think it was the Travelers, the red umbrella commercial. You know, in a sea of black umbrellas, all of a sudden this red umbrella pops up. Yes, and and okay, that's you, you know. So. It's, you, you're talking about, you know, in a sense, to branding. Like, what, what do people think of you when they see your face or your company logo? You know, they have – images come to mind. Words come to mind. And right. so how do you how do you help, like, uh, put those words into their minds? Like, you know, I'm a person of integrity or character and I'm honest and I'm, you know, loyal or whatever – you know, and, and I want you to think about my business in the same way. And I want to be that red umbrella. Well, the most important shortcut that I talk about in this book and that I, I work on with people who are doing clarity is you come up with the clarity statements, the positioning and the niche and all that stuff. But the, the key crystallization is bringing it all down to what I call a symbol. Uh, and that's going to be your metaphor or your analogy or your word picture because that's the shortcut that gets right into somebody's memory. Uh, so when I was writing my book, I used uh, an editor, uh, a professional author, editor, ghostwriter. His name is Josh Burnoff, uh, very well-known, very high-end. Um, he was awesome to work with. He absolutely ruthless, which is what I wanted. And uh, and I said during the process, I said, well, Josh, you know, if we're going to position you in the marketplace, uh, you're the Mercedes of book editors. And Brian, by, by calling somebody the Mercedes, later on he changed it to Tesla because he was into Teslas. But <laughs> what what does that immediately convey to you? Uh, it's, it's, you know, first class. It's, you know, it's the best of the best. Correct. High end, high quality, exclusive, mm-hmm. expensive. So instead of him listing out 10 bullet points about Josh Burnoff, we could summarize his identity in one word picture that gets the point across and makes it memorable. That's why when somebody two and a half years ago called me the king of clarity, uh, which was I didn't make it up. Someone else gave that me gave me that title. And I looked at that and I said, wow, that's got that's got some chops. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a, yeah. It's yeah. a great title. And as something in my New England upbringing shied away from that amount of chutzpah. But I, then I, <laughs> I decided that's that's just perfect branding. Yeah. And 
it has had exactly the effect that I, I would hope. I don't care if somebody knows 27 things about me or can't remember a bunch of them. All I have to remember is, hey, Steve's the king of clarity, and then I win because I've, I've planted that flag and I've plant, put it in this nice little package that creates a memorable image, and that is the mountaintop, the peak of clarity is that single image that gets the point across. I'm picturing you putting a flag on the, the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> That's exactly the picture I had, too. All right, all right, good. Eat some oxygen right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, this has been fantastic, but we do need to wrap things up for today. I want to thank Steve Woodruff for joining me today to discuss his new book, Clarity Wins. And I hope our listeners have taken lots of notes, and I look forward to having everyone join us again for another episode of the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Thanks, everyone, and have a great day. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.